This is Can I Laugh on Your Shoulder. Hey, I'm Molly Stillman. Welcome to Can I Laugh on Your Shoulder. This is a podcast where each week we have raw, funny, often brutally honest conversations about the things that matter most. Faith, business, life, and everything in between, where each of us are learning how to be good stewards of the things we've been entrusted with, even our stories, and how we can use those things to serve others and leave our families, our friendships, and our communities a little better than we found them. I want to create a space where people are unafraid to be themselves and unafraid to ask the questions the rest of us are thinking. My goal with this show is to make you laugh, cry, and laugh till you cry. Well, I am so glad to be back. I took three weeks off of the podcast, which if you have been around since the beginning, this podcast is about to turn seven years old. And in seven years, I've only ever taken one week off. (laughs) Um, So I have never taken an extended period of time off. But, you know, it just was one of those summers where I gave myself the space to rest a little bit. And it also gave me an opportunity to pull out a couple of replays, I hope you listened to the replay episodes with Kevin Fredericks, Kev on stage, and Neil Harmon of Angel Studios or VidAngel, however you remember them. If you did not listen to those replays, I'm telling you, go back, listen to them. They are evergreen episodes. So good. Some of my all-time favorites. And then last week, I actually legitimately had every intention of coming back last week, and then I got hit with the funk. I don't, you know, who gets sick in the summer, but me, apparently. I So I, <laughs> I had originally only planned to take two weeks off. And then I got the funk and I lost my voice. It's still kind of gone, but it's mostly back at this point. Maybe you don't even notice. I keep having to pause recording to cough. So there's that. It's not COVID. I took a test. You know, it was just the summer funk. So anyway, that's more information than you were probably really jonesing for. But here we are. We are in the middle of August. It has been a fantastic summer. And let me just say that I am so excited about what is on the horizon. I've been doing some planning for the podcast for the fall and into the winter and into the spring when dun dun dun, my very first book comes out which still feels a little bit overwhelming and a little bit terrifying, if I'm being honest. But anyway, this week is a solo episode. And I, like I said, in my content planning, one of the biggest pieces of feedback I've gotten over the years is that you love solo episodes and you love when I bring my husband on or my daughter Lily on, or I am kind of talking about a a topic that you're interested in and diving a little bit deeper than I might be able to do in maybe say an interview or a conversation. And so I'm I'm knee deep in planning all of that stuff and I'm so excited but today's episode is one I wanted to do because it is probably by far one of the biggest I you I could argue life questions that so many of us have but it is a question that in all 7 years of doing this podcast is one of the most talked about topics it's one of the most talked about kind of things that we struggle with. And that is, what is my vision? What is my purpose for my life? And I'm not talking about me personally, while that yes, but I, I'm, I'm speaking it to you. So what is your vision? What is your purpose for your life? And it feels very just this big idea. It feels like this thing that we 
get overwhelmed with when we sit and we think about like, why was I created? Why was I put on this earth? That question can feel really, really huge. And the reality is, is many times, many of us don't know, but what I've learned over the years, and especially in seven years of doing this podcast and sitting down with authors and speakers and thought leaders and people who they immerse themselves in this world of purpose and vision and how to really you know pursue what you are supposed to do in your life there is a common theme and so today i am just going to go through the three things that really help you begin to understand what your vision and purpose is for your life i'm not offering an end-all, be-all formula. I'm not saying this is the ultimate answer. What I am saying is that in seven years, and really longer than that, but in seven years of doing this podcast and longer than that of living this out, these are the three things that have helped me personally. And I have seen help other people realize what it is they were created to do. So let's get into it. So I'm going to start off with a scripture that comes from Proverbs 29, 18, and it says, without revelation, people run wild, but one who follows divine instruction will be happy. If you want to go into the King Jimmy version, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, what that word is there, revelation, it is the Hebrew word chazon, and I'm probably butchering it. So if you're a Hebrew scholar, you can just save your email. I know that I'm probably saying this wrong. But it's this word that means dream, revelation, or ultimately vision. Your chazon is one's vision. And so there's a couple things I want to say before I get into sort of the three things that I have personally implemented in my own life and know others have as well. And so I want you to ask yourself a question. And that question is, if money were no object, so remove money and finances from the equation, what would you do with the rest of your life? Now, I don't want you to think of it in terms of a bigger house or a nicer car or more clothes or jewelry or sneakers. <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about what would you do with the rest of your life? What do you think God put you here to do? So again, if money were no object, if, if this was not a factor in your life, what would you do? Do you think God's vision for your life is just to go on vacation and live in a nicer home? Like, would you just travel the world? I don't know. I don't know what that answer is. That's between you and God. And, and yes, I want you to know that God, and I believe this, God wants us. He created us to live fruitful, happy, joyful, amazing lives. But he doesn't wish for us to live a consumeristic life. That's a different podcast episode for a different day. But I know and believe that he wants you to live a life of love, a life of servanthood, and a life of joy, a joy, a peace that surpasses all understanding that comes from within. And so I think that that whatever the answer is to that question, that can begin to guide the rest of the decisions that you make. So there's three things that I really are going to seem simplistic, they're going to seem basic, but are really key when it comes to figuring out what is what is our chazon, what is our vision, what is our purpose for our lives that God has planted within us. And so the 
first thing is spend time with God. And I know you're probably sitting here going, really, that's number one. (laughs) But I'm serious. Are you, and again, this is an answer that only you can answer and is between you and God. God knows the truth. You know the truth. Are you regularly spending time with God? And what I mean is, is are you cracking open your Bible and are you reading it? Because that is God's love letter to us is his word. And so the more that we read the Bible, the more we can begin to hear God's voice. That is how we can hear God's voice in our own life. I've heard this talked about before where the people who are you know, hired to kind of identify counterfeit money where you know if you see counterfeit money the the way the experts can tell if it's counterfeit money is not because they've studied counterfeit money what they have done is they have studied the real thing they spend their days and their their working hours quite literally studying real dollar dollar bills so that when they come into contact with a fake they can spot it a mile away and so You can say and wax poetic all day long about how, oh, oh, well, I spend time with God in nature. Yes, you can absolutely spend time with God in nature. Oh, well, I, you know, I spend time with God, you know, in music. You can absolutely do that. However, that does not replace spending time with God in his word, because the more you get to know God and his heart and his heart for you and his desire for you and his love for you and his patience for you, all of that through reading his word, that's when you can begin to kind of siphon out. I think that's the word I'm looking for, siphon out the fake stuff. So when somebody or someone else says something to you that is not true or is a lie, you can block that out because you go, "Uh, uh, no, that's not true because I've spent time with my heavenly father in his word and I know what his word says and I can, again, I can identify the real thing. Just like studying real money. If you study and you spend time with God and you know his word, you can then identify what's not true, what's fake, what is phony, what is a lie. So if you are looking to hear God's voice, you have to spend time with him in his word. Spend time with him in all those other ways, outside in nature, in music, in laughter. You can see God everywhere, but I, there is nothing that replaces time in his word. I'm telling you, that is number one. So spend time with God so you learn how to hear his voice. Number two, pray. And once again, I realize that this is going to sound overly simplistic, but I'm telling you, when you really begin to implement these things in a diligent way, when you are intentional about these things, it makes a difference. Prayer is your direct line of communication to God. And the coolest thing is, is it doesn't have to be this overly formal where you're saying thee and thou and beseech and all these things that, you know, are not part of your everyday language. Are you just calling on your heavenly father when you're driving down the road? Are you calling on your heavenly father when you're sitting at your desk at work? Are you calling on your heavenly father when you are at your wits end while you're cooking dinner and your kids are screaming and running all around you? You can pray literally anytime. You can say them out loud. You can say them in your head. You can write down your prayers. I have a prayer journal, and that's one way I really love to pray is just by writing down what I'm praying for. I also this year implemented a prayer wall. So 
I just went to Target. I got a little cork board and some post-it notes. And so when I have a prayer or somebody tells me that they have a prayer, I write it down on a post-it note and then I put it on that cork board. It does not have to be complicated. But what I'm I'm telling you, what's been really, really cool is since I started doing this and since I started even writing down my prayers by putting them on a cork board or putting them in my prayer journal, I can then like see, I can see when a prayer has been answered and I can write down, hey, this prayer was answered. And here's the here's the kicker is sometimes the prayer was answered not in the way I wanted it to be answered, but the answer ended up being so much better. God always answers every single prayer we pray, every single one. The thing is, is that sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no, And sometimes the answer is not right now. But the more you pray, the more you go back to number one, spend time in his word and spend time with him, the more you will be able to discern and decipher what those answers are. And lastly, number three is be a part of a godly community. This is where vulnerability comes in. This is where accountability comes in. This is where you have to take an extra step and invite people into your space and into your life. I'm not saying it has to be 20 people. It should be at least one, maybe two, maybe three or four. Maybe it's a life group. I don't know, but you cannot do this alone. When you are really pursuing God's vision, God's dream for your life, when you're pursuing your purpose, you cannot do it alone. And so I'm talking about godly community. I'm talking about people who are doing numbers one and two. You know that they're spending time in God's word. You know that they're spending time in prayer and you can invite people and you can be vulnerable with them and you can ask them to hold you accountable. You can say, I'm really struggling in this area or I'm looking for some accountability or I'm looking for somebody to help me see what it is that God has called me to do. And here's another challenge is I want you to do the same for somebody else. Because when you take a moment to just name what you see in somebody's life, to to name how you see their life going or what you see God doing in their life, that not only blesses them, but it blesses you. And in turn, they bless you by doing the same thing. But this takes work. It's not easy. And I will tell you that this is an area that I struggled in for a few years. But in the last few years, especially since we planted a church, we got into a life group. God has answered this prayer for me in such a huge way. And I've been able to cultivate godly community in a way I never had before. And I have women in my life who I can go to. Some are my age, some are younger, and some are much, much older. And what I am able to do is I have women that I can go to and say, hey, I'm really struggling in this area, or here's what I'm feeling like the enemy is lying to me. Can you help me? And they've been able to to speak things that are true, God's truth to me. And these are women that I know, I trust, and I know their walks with the Lord. I know their prayer, what their prayer life looks like. And we can hold each other accountable. We can have hard conversations. And that has been life-changing for me. And there's no competition. There's no envy. There's no jealousy. What it is, is we celebrate each other's wins. We encourage one another. And it truly has become something that has 
impacted my life in such a huge way. And I'm not saying that I have this all figured out or that I, you know, have really arrived in any way, but I feel more confident and more clear in my chazon, to say the word one more time, in my vision and my and God's vision for my life than I ever have before. And it is because of these three things, spending time with God, prayer, and surrounding myself with godly community. Because again, as Proverbs 29, 18 says, without revelation, people run wild, but one who follows divine instruction will be happy. So I would love for you to share this episode with somebody else that you feel might need some encouragement. I am so grateful to you for listening. And I would love to know, you can send me a message on social media. I'm at still being Molly or at can I laugh pod on Instagram or Facebook. And I would just love for you to reach out and let me know what is your chazon? What is your vision? What is your purpose that you feel like God has given you? And think about that question. If money were no object, what would you do for the rest of your life? What is it that God's given you and planted in your heart? Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you as always to the team at Third Wheel Media for helping to produce this show. And you this week, I hope something makes you laugh till you cry. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.